This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Bubble wrap sales in Mansfield have soared over the past week as John Dempster's men have had a real bass on their hands to prevent any more injuries. So much so, the hunger of youth has been called upon over the last week as the Stags drew 0-0 with fellow injury hit side Stevenage before losing on penalties again to Everton under-21s in the EFL Trophy. But within the last two hours, John Dempster has secured the signing of West Ham United youngster Dafo Afalayan to bolster the ranks. Plus, it looks like he may have received better news on the injury front too, meaning the sun may finally be starting to shine on the stag season as Mansfield make the long journey to league leaders Exeter on Saturday. This week, after a dark few days for football in general, we take stock of the campaign so far and hear from boss John Dempster, defender Ryan Sweeney and breakthrough right-back James Clark. I expect to see goals come from the likes of the, the centre-backs who um, could be a real dangerous force from set plays and also when you look back on history, it's important that you've got midfielders that are chipping in with goals as well. Every football club in League 2 are competitive and they'll challenge you. Exeter, a football club I've got a lot of respect for. We'd want more wins than we've got on the board, but at the same time, I think you know there's been patches in games where you know we we've played well, and it's just about sort of putting that into a, a 90-minute performance. You know, I think you've seen it at Carlisle; it's probably a different sort of performance where you know we're sort of dogged in our in our play and, and we're very clinical at the other end. So it's it's just. You know, sort of, like I said, putting a 90-minute performance in, and I'm sure when we get that, you know, we'll be a problem for anyone in this league. Obviously, there is a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. We've got a few injured at the moment, so I thought there might have been a possibility, but um, I just had to prepare as if I was starting, just like any other day. A lot of my family were here today to watch as well, so uh, that was good. I just wanted to play my normal game, do my best for the team, and that's what I did. As always, this is the show for the fans, by the fans, so get your comments in now on the live feed as August reaches its conclusion with a trip to Exeter. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. We're here on Thursday. We've got jam donuts, we've got Jaffa cakes, we've got two of us with stag shirts on. After lying with energy for tonight's show. Yes, the Stags have made a brand new signing uh, to kickstart, hopefully kickstart their season and bolster the ranks amidst a injury crisis. Alongside me tonight, two people who are not yet injured, although Cam might not make it to the end of the show without being injured. Uh, Cam Felton, who has again not got the memo about turning up in a stag shirt. 
Shocking. And Nathan Edge, you always is on brand. Evening. Evening. How are we? I'll be... I'd be half a line if I said I wasn't excited. Oh, hey, brunch! Let's see how many we can get in. I, mean, I think we've got a crowbar. Join in the comments as well, because uh, this is going to be very nice. Absolutely. Basically, what we what we do is because we're idiots um, and we well. you know we have no sense. Me and Nathan, we oh, like oh. to try and get puns and different things on people's names. And obviously, if you've been living under, ro- under a rock for the last couple of hours or you've not managed to catch it the Stags have made a, uh, a new loan signing on loan until January from West Ham United Dapo Afalayan who is a striker attacking midfielder that sort of area we want your puns on his name first and foremost though Let's get the reaction uh, to that signing before we look back over last week's uh, action, or should we say lack of. Um, Cam, uh, pleased with that addition to see a bit of bolster in your ranks, or do you think it might have an adverse effect and push one man who's been ferociously knocking on the door further and further from said door? I'm not sure, to be honest. I think it could galvanise the team. A bit of fresh blood in there. Look, if you're going to get the clue words in, can you get with the series? Because mm-hmm. that's so series two. Get with the times, come on. No, but you see, it's series three as well because it's been used by Lee Glover a couple of times. Get on with it. But um, just fresh legs. We look very tired towards the end of the game and just out of ideas. And let's hope that this can bring us a little bit more flexibility in the squad because at the minute we've got no striker on the bench like Saturday we've got Amari on the bench but you wouldn't call Amari an out and out striker and you'd only be able to call upon the the youth team the young professionals and for a game like Saturday it was probably too much the positive thing is Nath though it's another player another body into the ranks where if you know something along the lines of what's happened in the opening couple of weeks happens again sort yep. of mid no, no October November time and there's no transfer window it's another body in the ranks to try and to, to try and sort that out absolutely I, I, I feel it was a necessary signing especially given the current situation you know uh, we, we don't know when Davies is going to be back so um, you know that could still be a good couple of months away so I think to have a short term well say short term it's up to, obviously up to, to January so uh, half season loan to get him in the building is, is a decent bit of business and I think um, you know he's a player that I think we don't know what he's going to bring ability wise uh, you know I've been doing a bit of research on him his most successful season has been at Sully Moors in the, in the conference where he scored um, I think it was 14 or so goals for them which which isn't bad, so he can score. Other places have been, he hasn't been as successful. But what one thing I have read on um, you know on the internet everywhere where you can find bits of information from is is that he appears to be quite a hard worker. He's he's been playing for the West Ham under 23s this season. He's had it three games so far. He's done well in those, and so hopefully he comes with a bit of match fitness. And the most important thing I think for what Stags fans will probably like is that he's a hard worker. So. Let's just hope that the ability comes comes with that as well. But at least we've got somebody who's fit enough to go into the into the team, and somebody who's got the work rate and do a bit of that closing down, which we've probably lacked in a lot of games from you know from defend, defending from attack. Really, we haven't done that as much. So I think that'd be quite quite key. Absolutely, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, extra ten percent as we look back on the last two games. But can one man who was critical to. Um, to the new loan signings form at Solihull ironically was the man who we might push further down the packing order in Amari Sterling James who this week is had an excellent week he has and I, I think 
had Amari have had more time on Saturday, I think he probably could have impacted the game a little bit more. But when when you're not playing badly, but you're not getting the goals, you're a bit hesitant to change it. And it's like, oh, it could it could work, it could tick. Uh, it just seems that we're very hesitant to make subs this season and trying to go the same system for the entire game. And I think if we just took that risk a little bit more and took someone like Amari in, where we know he can impact the game, as he did on on Tuesday night, where he did create some good chances, trouble their defence, trouble their goalkeeper, then it's just another body. Then Amari's not an out-and-out striker, whereas this lad is. Let's talk about Amori. Uh, we've had our first comment of the night, and it's one of the Mansfield Matters alumni, the man who's not with us this evening, Mr. Simon Mercer. Hope you're well. He says, Evening, boys. How are you all? We won't answer that now. We'll do that in the group chat later. Otherwise, this is a very personal, boring podcast. Uh, he <laughs> says, I'm with the boys. They're helping me spell. Uh, do you think Amari deserves a start? What do you think, Nate? Does Amari deserve a start? Because for me, it all depends not on if he does, but where you put him. Um, I'm going to say yes he does um, and I'm going to say maybe the reason why he, might, he probably didn't play as much on Tuesday is because maybe Dempster was thinking about Saturday and thinking that maybe he'd come in and, and play a part in it so could be one reason why I think one depends on whether Maynard will be fit this weekend there's a chance obviously he could be along with Pierce and uh, somebody else Callum like, Gordon Callum Gordon that's it uh, so I think that that is probably a key factor but I think Amari, for, for him personally, he can't really do much more. You know, I, I think he 100% deserves a, a shot um, from from the, from the from starting lineup. Um, so I, I'd, I'd give him the go. I, I would. Absolutely. What about you, Ken? Would would you give Amari a start? And again, if so, where would you where would you start him? If we were playing four four two, I'd drop Macca and stick him out on right wing. I thought Macca didn't have a a particularly good game on Saturday or Tuesday. Better as a central midfielder. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Swap it around and just it just looked the cent the centre of the midfield just looked completely off. Khan and and McDonald just looked completely off the pace and just not not influencing the game like we know they can. That creative spark that they've got, they just didn't particularly show it. And I th- the thing with Amari is that he's not getting enough game time, and I suppose. We're complaining about having a play, pretty much playing Saturday, Tuesday for the last few weeks. We haven't had reserve games for fringe players to get that chance. Absolutely. So, other than throwing him in at the deep end, how does he get the manager's attention? Like, you need to play me, you need to play me. Absolutely. I mean, if for me, he's a player who frustrates me a lot, is a Morris Sterling James. I like him, I think he's got excellent potential. I've said so since the, the day he arrived, what, some three seasons ago now. Um, <laughs> It's weird to think that he's hardly had more than double. He's hardly hit double figures in terms of appearances in that time. Um, but again, he's one of those players who has got the quality, and you can see he's got the quality. But he's very frustrating in terms of he gets the ball trapped in his feet quite a lot. He tries to be quite fancy and quite flash, and sometimes it doesn't pay off. But when it does, like it did on on Tuesday, the goal was absolutely phenomenal. But you just need to find that space for him. He's got the pace. I think he's got the skill to be a winger, and but I think in his head, judging by the um, post-match interview he gave on Tuesday, he still sees himself as that out-and-out striker, and I think that's perhaps a little bit why, of, a little bit part of the reason why he's not getting that look in which perhaps he deserves, because 
managers and coaches don't see him in, in that position. Well, that's the thing. You think back to Saturday, we were playing Daddy Rose up front on his own pretty much the entire game. And it's like, if he sees himself as an out-and-out striker, then obviously he's doing something wrong or not doing enough to for the, the management to take that, that chance on him. So well, that's strange, isn't it? Because when we, when we have seen him in that position, to, in a game, in in, the, in I know we haven't seen him you know for that many minutes this season, but when we have seen him, he has done pretty well. So it must be in training where he's not not doing the the, the work for the coach, well, for the manager to th- say, yeah, I trust you in that position, and so I'm going to play you there. Or in do, or when they're doing shape work, he is put out on the right hand side, and he's he's just not either got the, the bottle or, or got the bravery to say look I need to be playing up front I want to play up front I don't want to be playing more central yeah. maybe he's just... been stung by so many seasons of yeah. not getting the shot up front he's almost hesitant to go to a third manager now and say I want to play up front well I think in the last season he's not got a chance anywhere on the pitch has he really when you look at the time he's been here so you've probably got that factor in it but I'd just, just give him the go and it, let, let the football do the talking if he doesn't do it then you know that's that's a different story but it's his, his opportunity and the most important thing is for me at the moment is that he looks confident he looks like he wants to be on there and prove a point and do something at the moment I think we need that sort of uh, characteristics in our team because we look well in confidence we certainly do and I think that showed pretty much on Saturday and to some degree on Tuesday both different animals because of the, the sides we put out because of the injuries etc let's start with the most important one on Saturday two injury ravaged teams uh, meeting up and that definitely showed in terms of Mansfield, Mansfield's bench only two players over the age of 20 on the bench you know Amara Sterling James and the goalkeeper Aidan Stone himself just 20 uh, says all you need to know but the Stags were dealt almost a triple blow before kickoff, literally half an hour before kickoff on Saturday, in losing Christian Pierce for an ankle injury, which he picked up on last Friday, and Kellen Gordon and Hayden White, obviously unavailable uh, as well. How tough do you think it is in that dressing room when it comes to sort of quarter to quarter to two? The team's not out yet, and the manager's thinking, is he fit? Is he fit? It is, but I suppose is it better to get these injuries and knocks out now than, like for example, October, November, December, when you haven't got the chance to bring someone in just in case? And I think it's a good signing that we've made just in case. Obviously, we're still all and ahhing on your Jordan Graham's, your, your Craig Davis, um, Nicky Maynard. Looks like he'll be back there on Saturday. Uh, Andy Cook's another one that's a bit hit and miss. So we've got players, but they're not fit. Absolutely. Um, we go back to the same situation we're in on Saturday. We've not got players that can either influence it or they've not got the experience off the bench. And when they've, and again, when those players come back to being fit and being available for the squad, they won't have had said game time to get them up and ready. So we'll be looking to bring on players such as Cook and thinking, why is he not doing it? Why is he looking knackered after 10 minutes? Because he's not played for six weeks. Last thing when you've got someone like Craig Davis coming back how how long is he going to stay fit we know he's injury prone how long is it before he, he, he screws himself up again well, and then you've also got the facts as well as that so we're playing on the bare bones you know, with the bare bones at the minute all those players out there are going to have to give an extra 10% to <laughs> to compensate for that which then heightens the risk of getting more injuries and what you tend to find with, as the season goes on you get more injuries as it goes on so, and we're already um, you know 
pretty it's pretty busy in the physio room already so it's a, Not it's a, a bit scary room, isn't yeah. it to say that we're only a few weeks into the start of the season and and we've sort of got this issue already but what can you do it's one of the things isn't it yes Steve are in the same position um, they could only like name say, six subs on Saturday so yeah, so, so the only the only positive is, is that the fact that we have still got a bit of time to act on it and bring in a couple of more bodies which hopefully will will um, sort of help with that stress of it really. looks like we might be bringing in at least one before Monday's deadline another lone player a more defensive player if you listen if you've had the opportunity to listen to John Dempster's uh, full press conference today we'll hear from him uh, a little bit later on but he did say in that full conference that he was looking to bringing more of a defensive player to cover in that area because you've also got the situation regarding Donahue. we don't know how long he's, this suspension is going to continue for obviously suspended by the club still at the moment um, so there's that situation there as well uh, keep your comments coming in on Amara Sterling James and any of the young players we want to talk about those a little bit tonight they had the opportunity uh, to show what they could do on Tuesday in the one-all draw with Everton under 21s we won't talk about the penalty shootout we're still rubbish at penalties kids uh, James has been in touch he says uh, I think Amari Sterling James would uh, would replace CJ because on Saturday CJ just didn't uh, do had he been told what to do by the players and got in players way it just never looked like he got going at least Maka put himself about even though he didn't look fit uh, and of pace Um Gary says talking about coming back from injury getting match fit after injury can take a few weeks match sharpness, match sharpness comes with games it's a real dilemma as you say keep your comments uh, coming in Ethan's been in touch as well uh, we were talking about um, Tuesday night briefly John Dempster made six changes pretty much uh, bubble wrapping his more senior players the only senior uh, player pretty much who was playing who didn't need minutes was Mal in, because we needed someone to play left back basically yeah. um, and Ethan asks thoughts on Stone possibly for Logan uh, to be booted out I'm going to just I want to talk about I don't want to talk about booting Logan out because um, I thought he played relatively well on Saturday um, senior keeper as well um, so I, I don't want to talk about that too much but I do want to look at Stone as an individual, uh, individual. again uh, I thought he had a very good game on Tuesday very unlucky in, in the penalty shootout to face four very good penalties from Everton under 21s uh, but in the game made two or three smart saves and looked relatively uh, comfortable didn't he? He certainly didn't do anything wrong that's, that's for sure um, I, I, I just think it's one of them isn't it he's, he's coming to the um, you know, into the squad we've only seen only glimpses of what he's like as old people what we've seen so far uh, is nothing, you know, it's nothing concerning. You know, it, it looks like he could certainly do a job. So you sort of think, surely you should get the opportunity to to go to to go and do it in a league match, really. Because if if you have got another keeper that okay he doesn't make mistakes every single game, but he has made a few already this season, surely he should be given that opportunity to do it now. Sooner rather than later, at some yeah. at some point, he'll get that. Um, talking of keepers, whilst we're on that subject, has anyone been hunting on Instagram today? No. Has anybody seen Bobby Elejnik's Instagram today? No. Very interesting uh, Instagram story from him. He's saving balls, is it? Is it, is it contact? I think it's. I, I'm going to have to find it, but I think uh, the phrase, the little gif he had going around was something like back to work or something. And it was just a boomerang of the gloves and the boots being thrown <laughs> onto the floor and obviously like being jump, jumping up. So uh, back at it was the. Uh, 
I think it was either back at it or back to work was the little spirally uh, gift Cam is frantically on the hunt to get that right but even so as we'll figure out it was one of those um, seven months one week back in the game throwing the boots and the gloves on the floor absolutely and that says to me back in full full contact full proper (laughs) training because we know he's been doing light training so back at it these you know that's that's got to be a positive boost as well and given the whole couple of weeks of injuries and the long-term injuries being piled onto one player of such importance and such experience rising back through that is a positive heading into the weekend's game oh massively and if you've ever met Bobby he's the most happiest person you will ever absolute meet absolute top man brilliant man he is he always got a smile on his face and I think with a dressing room that looks relatively low on confidence having someone like that around it, surely it's got to help because we we just seem to be so lacklustre no there's effort but it, it just runs out and it's like they just give up and I think if we've got that positive energy in the dressing room again I think it'll spur the lads on get them galvanised and hope, hopefully the results will start to upturn but it all depends when Bobby will come back you know at the start of the show when I said that you might not avoid getting this through, through this show with, without injury so I'll make my d- I'm, dash to the I'm, door I'm just going to say Nathan every time he says galvanise I'll give you permission to punch him in the arm which is also good because you can't see where his arm is so you might hit him in the face yeah, so, it's all about the content it's, it's great <laughs> uh, Cam mentioned there Nathan about um, lack of effort in, in some areas did you feel that on, on Saturday? Obviously, the goalless draw with Bowley <coughs> Stevenage. I don't. I don't think it's a lack of effort. And uh, he made a sly comment there about CJ. If you didn't pick it up on the mics, um, again, we're going to defend him a little bit. Ob- he hasn't clearly been performing this season, but I don't think it's a lack of not wanting to or not trying. It's just a player that is low on confidence, as of a lot, lot of the squad. You know, and I think that's the issue. And some players come across very differently than others when that when they're in that sort of scenario. Uh, and I think that's the same with CJ. You know, it's, it, when it, when he's getting the ball, it's just it's not coming off for him. Nothing's really working for him, and he's frustrated. And that then, all right, you still want him to make the you know fifty, sixty yards dashing back like he always used to do, and maybe he's not doing that as fast. But I just think that to me, like most of the squad, I think it's a confidence issue, which is why, as we just mentioned, uh, with the likes of someone like a legend coming, that could be a a psychological change for the squad and that's what I'm hoping absolutely some more comments on that as well uh, Ethan clarifies his comment from earlier saying sorry replaced not booted out Logan's a great goalkeeper don't get me wrong but Orion we all know was so avoidable with a bit more from Logan can't argue against yeah, that I enough. totally agree uh, Jody says uh, but Logan didn't have a great deal to do against Steven so of course he didn't look too bad if Bobby's ready to come back then that's absolutely brilliant uh, and Richard also says if we don't do well this year players will be on their way so uh, we'll wait and see uh, how that one pans out keep your comments coming in we want to hear your thoughts on young players one young player who is technically not a, a young player who's come through the Mansfield ranks but one player who has certainly come in and made a Mansfield shirt his own over the past week is that of right black uh, James Clark, who's done an absolutely sterling job, can replacing Kellen Gordon and Hayden White. Oh, it's brilliant. It's amazing to see that someone so young has got such a calm head on him. And I think on Saturday he had a much tougher game than he did on 
on Tuesday but I feel that the midfield let him down a lot on on Saturday and the way that he dealt with it was fantastic it wasn't just panicking and hoofing the ball it was still looking to play that forward pass even though there was nobody there uh, to support him and obviously Matt Preston and did a fantastic job supporting him at, in, in the defence but to to ha- manage the game the way he did with uh, such a, a young age it, it's fantastic brought in for the academy the under 21 side Nath rather than as a first team player which is why a lot of people when his uh, name was put on the team sheet were saying who but even so it just shows doesn't it the, the level of, of which Mansfield Towns Academy want to be at well you never usually hear about academy signings do you they're normally ones that are just sort of brought in on the recruitment in the summer but this one was actually sort of announced as if it was a first team signing but obviously did say for the academy which shows that he's clearly a lad that's got a lot of potential and I, I think you can see that the fact that he stepped up into the uh, into the first team into you know to a first team fixture and didn't look out of place he wouldn't have necessarily you know if he was a um, a Stevenage fan you wouldn't have necessarily known he was you know a, a youth team player such as you know under 21s so um, you know I think that's credit to him and I think the more he gets game time in those sort of league matches against against men the more I think he'll probably get a bit more comfortable and get a bit more streetwise with it and become a better player so you know it's, it's Fantastic! The fact that we've got two injuries in a, in a key position, but we've still got somebody there that we can rely on. And the, the good thing about his performance was, it, it, a lot of the time when you see young players coming through from the academy setup and from other academy setups and being brought in, almost like the situation with the striker we brought in on loan, it, it has a feel about it to be, you know, just filling a gap and filling a place and filling a number. But in, if we're being absolutely truthful the performances which James Clark has put in in pre-season over the last you know three games that he's been involved with in actual fact Cannon Gordon and Hayden White as good an experience as they are will actually have a bit of a job to get that right back slot back won't they? Oh definitely and I think if someone fair enough he's not our academy product but if someone of that age is pushing to be top man in a League 2 team a challenging te- League 2 team then just think the sort of player he could be six months a year year and a half down the line when he's had that chance to develop and fair enough he's had the game time in pre-season but he's been very much thrown in at the deep end over the last couple of games and it, he's dealt fantastically with it and I think it's what a fantastic signing he's going to be not only for the youth team but also um, challenging the first team as well because you think last season Hayden White was pretty much on his own and obviously he got injured Gethin came in but yet, yet again there was no one ready to challenge him for that position so now you've got three players that are more than capable of playing League 2 League 1 football and it's exciting because we've never had these young talents well not recently we've had these young talents to like oh this is a real player that we've got on his hands here we've not had that for a good few years I think what's exciting as well and we'll talk more about the the younger players in a bit more depth uh, in a second is the fact that you can take away your big hitters from the starting lineup and put those younger names those ones with less experience into 
the starting lineup and actually say, do you know what? These aren't a, a bad group, and with experience, with game time, they will get better. Plenty of examples of that. Keep your comments coming in. Let us know who impressed you uh, on Tuesday in the um, leasing.com trophy. Uh, Liam says, Clarkie on Saturday was left isolated uh, a lot and had no uh, options in front of him when he had the ball. As Maka was often roaming elsewhere, he had a solid debut. Uh, George says my fear for the young players is the current poor form and the negativity that is clearly around at the moment too much pressures on young shoulders absolutely it's a a valid point but let's hear from uh, the man who we have been talking about let's hear from James Clark and find out how he thinks he coped with his full football league and full Mansfield Town debut once I got started, the lads helped me build into the game well, and then once I 10, 15 minutes in, I just forgot about it all. I was just playing my normal game. Obviously, there is a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. We've got a few injured at the moment, so I thought there might have been a possibility, but um, I just had to prepare as if I was starting, just like any other day. A lot of my family were here today to watch as well, so uh, that was good. I just wanted to play my normal game, do my best for the team, and that's what I did. It's different from playing under-21s football. Obviously, men's football is a lot more physical, a lot quicker, but I thought I thought I coped quite well with it today. Um, as much as if I get as much more game time as possible then I'll, I'll be able to cope with that better I thought today my positioning defensively was quite good um, Matt Preston alongside me talked to me quite well so uh, I thought I was in nice and tight to him so we didn't get much through balls behind us which, which showed in the clean sheet I think on the ball maybe I can do a bit better maybe get my head up a bit quicker but that will just come with time all the, the whole back four Mal uh, Sweeney and, and Prezi all did very well today they spoke to me well helped me get in the game I think the communication and the positioning of all three of them was very good well when I signed I obviously signed as on 21 and I've just got I, when I came in I decided that I wanted to obviously push on get as much first team time as possible and that today is a start for me obviously I got on the last couple of minutes against Leighton Orient the other night but I think today full debut I'm very proud James Clark speaking to I follow Stags following Saturday's goalless draw against Stevenage. You can watch that in full at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Want to know which young players impressed you during Tuesday night's uh, one-all draw with Everton under-21s and of course uh, who you think could uh, add a little bit more strength and a little bit more uh, room and a bit more option, a few more options to John Dempster going forward. Uh, George says the young players are not the answer to getting promoted. Absolutely, of course they're not. But when you've got an injury crisis, what do you do? Do you? If it wasn't for the young players, the simple fact is we wouldn't have been able to name a bench on Saturday against Stevenage. So what are you wanting John Dempster to do? Not name a bench and risk more injuries. What are you wanting him to do? Put out. Put a strong put side against boots on. Yeah, put his own boots on. Put league lovers' boots on. Put out a strong side against Everton under twenty ones and risk further injury. Yeah, I mean the the, the alternative is we do what Notts County did last season, where they brought they had thirty players on the books. And we want to that. And think, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I, I understand where he's coming from. As in the yeah. youth team might not have the ability at this current time. You've played about the ability to, at this current time to get a promotion. However. They you are there that. to develop. You know, we want them to develop. They're an asset for the club in the future. That we want them in a Mansfield Town first team sheet, uh, shirt in the future. And we, we're relying on them right now, and they're stepping up to it. So you've got to give them credit. Absolutely, you've got to give them full credit for, for that as well. And uh, the opportunity for them was on Tuesday night, a game which we could have done without, really, um, in the leasing.com 
trophy playing Everton under 21s a loss on penalties which means Everton get the bonus point who wants bonus points madness um, but um, obviously it, it was a, a hand which John Dempster had to to play really because if you'd have played a stronger lineup and included the likes of Danny Rose Ryan Sweeney just to name a couple and they'd have picked up Knox we'd have been in a far worse position talking about going into Exeter tonight so for me it's the right place to play those players and he did exactly the right thing in resting those key hitters and giving those young players an opportunity oh definitely and I think it's the reason that this competition is here in the first place it's to give these these young players a chance and not only the football league teams but also the the championship and premier league academies also being able to get get them game time against full-time professionals players that have been there and done it and get them used to the 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 high tempo uh, the feel of, of football and it, it's all right playing in, in youth games all right all, all season but it's not when you ask a youth player is it the same as playing the first team game the answer is always no because it, it's completely different football so giving these youth players chance it's the only real time to give them chance without having that pressure of, of first team football if that makes sense first team football without yeah, there's not a lot of rhyme there. When you've got only 800 fans in the stadium, it, it shows that not a lot of people care. But if we make it to Wembley, which I would love to see us do, because as I say, season upon season, this is a competition we should be aiming to win. Um, I imagine there'll be far more done in the amber and blue shirts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it goes, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and to be fair, it's not just us. Every club probably across the country is the same, isn't it? Yeah. And um, they all jump on the bandwagon at the end of it. But um, at the end of the day, the competition's there. So you, you, it's up to the clubs how they want to take it. At the end of the day, we, we did what we got to do. We, we've got an injury crisis at the moment, so we would have had to make changes regardless. Even if it was a Tuesday night league match, we'd have still have had to make changes just because of how the squad is at the moment. So... We don't make changes, but like I say, it's an, opp- it's an opportunity for those young players to show us what they what they can do, and more importantly, especially with the situation as we're in, you know, it's an op- it's even more of an opportunity for them because they they know that if they come on that pitch and put in a good performance, whilst the first team, you know, pros are all sort of you know crippled at the moment, they know they've got even more of a chance of, of staking a claim in the, in, the, in you know in the squad at least for for Saturday. So what a sort of Incentive is for them to go out there and really give it the best. Gary says Exeter was always the most important choice for keeping players fit. The youth will get their chance in the EFL Cup as the league is a priority. That's absolute fact. Completely agree uh, with that. It is the place for them to, to do that and be guided by those uh, older players. And I think even though he didn't have too much of the ball and he was taken off at half time on Tuesday, obviously. Uh, young Jimmy Knowles up front he's an exciting prospect he's a little bit younger than what Tyrese Sinclair is Tyrese Sinclair I think has got a a year or so on him in terms of footballing experience and obviously life experience as well he still will be one to you know to to be watched and things and and things like that and keep an eye on so I was glad to see him get the opportunity and I think we'll see him 
get the opportunity a little bit more. I and mean, we also saw him, you know, thrown in pretty much at the deep end on Saturday against Stevenage for the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, didn't we, Nathan? Yeah, he, he did all right, nearly set up a winner. Yeah, he did. Um, so, uh, you know, I think his probably performance was was better against Stevenage than it was necessarily Tuesday night. But I don't think Tuesday night was his fault. I just don't think he got the right... Support well, the service, there, wasn't, the service wasn't there so I felt for him at half time when he did yeah. get take, taken off against Everton but and like, Jason Law likewise as well he was playing out of position on the right wing yeah. the left side of the player yeah which is a little bit why it's surprising the way that meant that Benning did start because obviously he could have played in Benning's position so uh, I was surprised to see them both on the uh, on the starting team sheet sort of thing but you know at the end of the day um Dempster made that decision and he'll know why but um, that's, I'll tell you why that's because after Saturday's game when he was given the captain's arm man then he stitched it to his shirt so yeah. couldn't <laughs> it? and they've only got one so possibly yeah I'd love to see that fight between him and Pierce when Pierce comes back I'm the captain no I'm the longest serving player no I'm the longest serving player no I am <laughs> To be fair, Ben at the moment has played the most minutes as well, but well, on on, uh, on par with Logan at the moment, so uh, he might say he's entitled to it. Who knows? Good captain, though. Good choice of captain. No, yeah. But who who else would you choose as captain? Danny Rose. Though? Oh, Danny Rose did play. Well, I know, but I still give it Danny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> captain from the from the stand above. Captain Danny. Oh, good. Oh, it's all good fun. Uh, obviously, at uh, the weekend we have a tough trip it doesn't get any easier for the Stags extra way they're flying high at the moment good start from them in Skybet League uh, League 2 um, top of the tree but when you're top of the tree you're there to be shot at well, definitely as we know when we've been near the top of the tree we get shot at big time didn't we so uh, talking of last season and anyway in particular but um it's going to be hard, isn't it? Especially when you take into, take into account our current situation with one, injuries, but two, most importantly, current form. I just think it's going to be a very, very difficult situation going down there. But then I was sat here two weeks ago saying the same about Carlisle and look what we did. So with Mansfield time, you never know what you're going to get. The games you think you're going to get absolutely turned over, we go and pull up a result as we do, as we have done for the last couple of times been to Exeter. So it is a bit of a good omen. So who, who knows what will happen? Yeah. Who knows? It's just it'd be another, another interesting afternoon to unfold, wasn't it? It'd be it, another. It is one of them weird ones. It's like yeah, they're top of the tree, but from the football they've played, they, they, they've played like you know, Stevenage, like all the teams down near the bottom. So it's like they're full of confidence. But in all fairness, they've pl- played the teams that nobody expected to do anything anyway you mean the same team that we've played well we drew against them. <laughs> they haven't got injuries <laughs> but it's, it's extra one of those teams that, that bigger bottle jobs than we are so mm. they might be up there yeah. now but we know they will fall at some point as did we last season well let's, let's hope they start to fall on Saturday as we go there and try and bring three points on the long way home we've already done it as you say at Carlisle long journey back home made ever so sweeter and ever so quicker uh, by putting your foot on the I mean by bringing home three <laughs> points I did not speed on the middle on the way back um, let's hear from the man who is preparing his side to do battle at Exeter who will be boosted by that new signing and of course touch wood by a few players returning to the squad looks like Nicky Maynard could be back 
uh, he trains or was due to train today looks like Kellen Gordon and Christian Pierce will train tomorrow uh, prior to the trip so they'll be assessed before travelling no doubt they'll travel anyway uh, with the hope of them playing some part on Saturday even if it's from the bench uh, that will be a boost won't it even if both aren't fit enough to start but can you know boost that bench a little bit and give it a little bit more uh, experienced and stability oh definitely I think it the, I think the sort, the sort of pitch might suit them a bit more and you think as mad as that sounds you think we've played two of the teams in Exeter and Newport at the beginning of the month who notoriously have a terrible pitch so we've got players that are coming back from fitness that like to play it on the floor so if they're off the bench they're going to be playing against legs that are tiring players that can impact from the bench anyway got that little bit of creativity about them as well let's hear then from Stags boss John Lempster speaking at the RH Academy to I follow Stags earlier today we're still emphasising the importance of defending um, and keeping clean sheets but also we've been doing quite a lot of working in the final third um, crossing, finishing uh, just trying to drill down those basics because if we were a little bit better in uh, the last two games in the final third we would have won the game and, and got three points in both and you know in the different formats of the league and the and the and the cup so that will never change it's important that you, you keep practicing those basics and doing the basics well um and like I say, we, we're really looking forward to Saturday. I've been pleased with some of the goals we've scored. You look at chances created over the last two games, and um, they were in abundance, and that, that's important. You know, you, I've played in sides where um, you don't create a lot of chances, or you don't feel like you've got a goal in you, uh, and that can be really frustrating. Whereas we're looking at the last two games saying, yeah, brilliant, we've created the chances. Let's go that uh, one step further and uh, and get the ball in the back of the net. I think it's important that we emphasise as well, we, we expect goals from different parts of the pitch. Danny Rose and Nicky have, have, have started really well with their goal scoring. But I expect to see goals come from the likes of the, the centre-backs who um, can be a real dangerous force from set plays. And also, when you look back on history, it's important that you've got midfielders that are chipping in with goals as well. Every football club in League Two are competitive and they'll challenge you. Exeter a football club I've got a lot of respect for. Um, you know, there are similarities to our football club. Um, when you look at they've got a young manager who's an ex-player. Um, they're very well supported at home. They get behind their team. They're a passionate group of supporters. Um, and they're family orientated as well. I think they've picked up some awards similar to ourselves. You know, we've got a football club to be proud of. Um, certainly, you know, when you look at some of the off the field developments that have happened over the last couple of years. So there are similarities there. Where their structure and kind of vision and philosophy is really impressive is they'll have a competitive budget, but a lot of it's from academy success. So they've sold players on, they've got academy graduates in the squad, in the team, um, and it makes it a sustainable football club. So they're always up there challenging. Um, they've got stability as well. You know, they had a manager for a number of years. Um, they replaced him with somebody that they trust that knows the football club inside out. So the way that football clubs run, um, you, you can't help but respect it. Stags boss John Dempster speaking to you. I followed Stags early today. You can watch that in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. A couple of interesting 
interesting points that you raised in there. Let's start with the most obvious one, and that's, of course, uh, the comparison of the models between the two football clubs, uh, Extra and Mansfield. You mentioned there, Cam, about Exeter's um, structure and the way they gain their money. Obviously, we have uh, two wealthy owners, a wealthy owner in the Radfords, um, and directors who you know go above and beyond to put things into the club. You look at the developments around the club with the new fan zone and various other things like the development of the RH Academy, etc., etc. Dempster mentioned there about the way X to make their money in, you know, bleeding young players through at certain in certain periods, selling them on for profit and gaining money that way and they always seem to be up and around they perhaps do miss that spark and that longevity towards the end of the campaign but similar to what Mansfield have, have done you know they've developed an academy alright theirs is perhaps one or two you know grades above ours in terms of experience and, and structure but they've also brought through a, a player an ex-player as a manager now who knows understands and gets what the club and the board and the supporters want to see can Mansfield eventually replicate that and become not necessarily self-sufficient on the academy and developing young players but put the emphasis enough on that to consistently challenge for a place in a higher division oh definitely I think Exeter are a team that are up there pretty much every season they just they do tail off but it also seems coincidental that they've got all these absolutely quality players and then some big team come poach them in January uh, Ollie Watkins, for example, is a fantastic young player. Went to Brentford. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. Were we linked with him we at some point? Yeah. All right, uh, ah, young Ollie yeah, Watkins. Yeah. I love him. That's a great oh, player. I'm gonna sign him. Why? Steve Evans speaking here. If you didn't know, why did I say that? <laughs> but it, it just seems that they not not off balance as such by the big teams composing them. They just haven't quite got enough to get them over the line in the end. But they're a team that build consistently year upon year upon year, and if, if they carry on the way that they're doing, then they'll definitely be pushing up there come the end of the season, like they were last season. And the clubs are sim- similar; both wanted to go same, way, similar sort of ways, very family orientated. Um, their ground's fantastic. It might not look much, but what actually goes off? Their match day experience, I have to say, for a visiting supporter, is one of the best that I've been to. They're always very welcoming. Always I think we're on a video somewhere. We are, I think, yeah, when we went on the coach. We went in the barn was, uh, when we went on the coach, not last season, the season before. Um, very welcoming. All yeah, very, very nice, positive. Very chatty, yeah. It, the, you go to a lot of grounds and a lot of places and you, you feel like... It's very hostile. You want to get in, yeah, hostile. You want to get in, watch the game, and you want to go. But actually, you feel like you could genuinely stay down there and, and, and enjoy it. I'm sure a few fans this weekend, being, you know, the end of August, payday and what have you, will take advantage of that before the kids are back at school a little weekend in, in Devon. Oh, definitely. And With a think... credit card. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we, we've seen things that do work, and it's like they've got the academy, right, let's build that. Now we've done the family stuff now let's build on that even more and I think obviously they've got the academy to create funds and they've got millions of pounds worth of reinvestment back from selling players when our academy gets to that point it'll be like right let's go and spend that money elsewhere develop the club even further and it it just proves how positive the having an academy can actually be for a football club 
a lower a lower league football club at that. And at times as well, when it's been needed extra, have called upon those young players coming through to help them survive, help them have that push, and it's worked. So there's no reason why, at some point, with the ex academy manager in charge, with the backbone and the structure around him, that it can't happen here at Mansfield. Nate, let's talk about another point John Dempster uh, mentioned in there. He talks about doing a, a lot of work on the attacking to try and get that killer edge. What more of a, a killer edge and an inspiration can you think of than a visit? From the one, the only, Big Emileski. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a word. Goal scorer. It's debatable. Um, I mean, it, it was. Am I right in thinking he was with the youth team today? Was it? It was with both. Oh, was he, yeah. He, apparently, he had a chat with. Uh, spoke to both the first team and the youth teams and then got involved with some of the youth team sessions yeah. a bit more I than mean, the first team but certainly for the youth team I mean that is something great for the, those young players to meet somebody who has consistently I want to say scored goals cause he hasn't yeah he, he, has, he has a spells in his career where he has scored goals but he's still consistently been up there uh, at that level so he has been doing something right that's quite clear to see so for uh, the opportunity for our youngsters in particular to be able to speak to him and, and, and ask questions and get a bit of guidance and coaching from him is only going to be mm-hmm. beneficial. Hesky to Rosie to North 5 1. No? Next no. sign in. It's after, yeah, after absolutely. In. absolutely. We'll start a campaign. Hashtag sign Hesky. Yeah. Hashtag bring in Hesky. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Hesky is a stag. <laughs> yeah, Hesky is a stag. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> He's certainly padded out a little bit, so uh, maybe not. Maybe he needs to get on the fitness uh, regimes. But great, isn't it? That Again, it's, it's something we don't think about because the the thing this season which we've ignored a little bit is the fact that the first team are now up at the RH pretty much every single day apart from Fridays when they tend to do more shape work and more fitness based work at the ground before they either travel or before the day of the game uh, but to be there three four days a week with the U team under the same roof on the pitches and getting involved with that is excellent and to then to bring it I don't know how it's it's come about or, or why it's come about but to be attracting those names with those experiences and those stories to come in and provide a bit of inspiration and to chat with both sets of players is an absolute positive point and it's a, another stride in the right direction for the, the way the club's going isn't it oh definitely yeah. I think it's just going to try and reinforce that positivity it's like obviously Esky's been there and done it and many 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 times for club and country and for someone that's been around so long to finally be like, you will think what do footballers do when they when they're done they, they go into coaching and you never know coach for all that come around I'm going to call it right <laughs> next week Hesky signs a striker coach later on that week Sol Campbell defensive coach it's happening what, what about that midfield would be- it's going to be who's, who's around that year Paul Scholes Paul Scholes Paul Scholes as well <laughs> nah <laughs> you never know remember, you know Neville to Campbell we might be able to do it I don't yeah, yeah, in a Mansfield town I don't coaching way yeah yeah yeah, we, we've got to think about this now. We're going to look at the lyrics of that song and see who we can realistically sign as coach. I don't think up. Skulls would be allowed because of his involvement in the '92. He's not involved, though, is he? I thought yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he left that. To to that. Did he did that? Ah, That's why enough. Beckham put his ten pence in, isn't it? Yeah. This is not Salford matters. This is Mansfield matters. Let's go back to. Uh, go <laughs> well, back it's to just Mansfield amazing the, the sort of names that 
fair enough, it might be through ownership, but it's the sort of names that lower league football is attracting. I mean, rumour has it. It was only there to learn a few things off Danny Rose, so you never, you never know. You never know. Uh, let's uh, head back inside the dressing room and hear from a man who was excellent last season and has done relatively well this season. Didn't play uh, on Tuesday night, was on the bench, but certainly uh, played a part in keeping a clean sheet on Saturday against Stevenage. That man is Ryan Sweeney. He's been speaking early today to I Follow Stags. The first game we played a three and then we went to a four, and you know, obviously, Prezi got suspended, you know, Piercy's got in. So um, you can you can say that, but you know we've got a, we've got a squad to sort of you know deal with, with with these problems. I know we've had a lot of injury problems lately, but you know gradually, hopefully, we can start getting a few more of the boys back in. Um, but you know we've got other players. You know you think you should get by Tuesday night. He's more than capable of, of stepping in if required. So I don't think it's a it's a huge problem. But you know obviously would like to have all our players fit and available for the games. I think last season it was pretty. Simple. And I think you can you can see the the rewards we get out of that having such a strong defensive record in the league last season. Um, we're a flexible group, you know. We can sort of chop and change between the the formations and, and what the gaffer's asking of us. So, you know, we, we'd like a settled back four and hopefully or three as well. And um, you know, hopefully we can we can get that in the coming weeks. There's always things to learn, you know, day in day out. Um, you know, every day on the training pitch, you know, would would sort of do. Um, you know, individual work on sort of you know the attackers go off and you know the defenders go off and midfield and and stuff like that. So you know we're all learning. You know, different coaches bring sort of different methods to the to the training pitch and to the group. So it's just about taking on board you know what he wants from us um, individually and, and collectively and, and putting that into practice on a Saturday. We'd want more wins than we've got on the board, but at the same time, I think you know there's been patches in games where you know we we've, we've played well when it's just about sort of putting that into a, a 90 minute performance you know I think you've seen that at Carlisle it's probably a different sort of performance where you know we were sort of dogged in our, in our play and, and we're very clinical at the other end so it's, it's just you know sort of like I said putting a, a 90 minute performance in and I'm sure when we get that you know we'll be a, a problem for anyone in this league. I don't think we've actually played too badly I think you know it's probably just small things you know, I think when you've probably seen in the Orient game, you know, we, we were comfortable for an hour of the game and then and then we probably just don't, you know, defend the box well enough and in certain situations. So it's just about, you know, this league, if you want to be successful, you know, you've got to do the basics right and that's defend your box. You know, defend as a unit, defend from the front and I'm sure when we um when we get that perfectly right, you know, you know, you, you, everyone's seen what we've got at the other end of the pitch and we'll, we'll score goals. Stags defender Ryan Sweeney speaking to I Follow Stags early today. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, where you can also see a uh, interview with the manager who was talking about the Stags' new latest signing. And of course, you can hear from that man himself uh, as well as you were. Uh, um, can catch up on all that behind the scenes content as the Stags signed uh, Dapo Afolan uh, on a half season loan from Af West Ham Afolan? United Afolan Afolan I think we're just going to call him Dapo because we're never going to be able to pronounce his surname yeah, yeah. Afolan Af I thought it was Afalion. Afalion. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure like it out. But me and, me, and, me and Nathan have already started figuring oh. out if he does well a chant from. We'll come on. We'll come back to that uh, later on in the show. But it's time now 
Um, just to have a little quick reclap on that uh, interview from Ryan Sweeney. Reclap. Re- reclap. Reclap. Yeah, reclap. Re- why not? Reclap. It's all going wrong. Tonight. You can tell it's live. It's all good. It's all good fun. Uh, obviously, spoke about stability at the back there, and it's that's what was so critical last season for a, a long time. But unfortunately, so far this year, because of one thing or another, whether it's suspension or injury, it's not been that yet. And the way we keep chopping and changing between a four and a three, at what point? do we have to say this is what we're going with in terms of the back four in order for it to be locked is it when a legend comes in or is it when Pierce is back fit and we do go to that back three I think it's when it actually works because when <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing's works so I mean I think stability is certainly something that we can't c- class as us at the moment really because nothing's been st- stable and some of it's our own problem some of it well, our own sort of doing and some of it isn't obviously with injuries for example but uh, one thing that more stuck out what what uh, Sweden said there was about how last year we defended as a unit. So from the from as I said earlier, sort of defensively from from the from the top of the pitch, you know, from the attackers through to the midfielders. At the moment, um, especially the midfield, it's sort of been in, inexistent when it's come to defending. So I think that for me is probably more of a problem necessarily than the actual defence itself because. End of the day, it's bypassing the midfielders if they're not there, and it's making the defense defensive job, which is struggling at the moment, ten times harder. So it's that bit where we need to start winning the battle for me. And of course, John Dempster is still looking to bring one more player in, as we said uh, at the top of the show. It looks like it'd be a defensive-minded uh, player. How critical is it to, to perhaps bring in that a defensive-minded midfielder who can? can slot in at the back when when desperately needed but more of that defensive midfield role because you've still got Bishop out injured McDonald seems to be playing on the right at the minute because we've got no out and out winger because Gordon's injured so well, basically um, we need someone like Dion Donoghue well, yes. as stupid as that sounds <laughs> yeah but again you're, not, you're going to discount him it's because he's, there's a reason he's been suspended from the club and there's a reason that that hasn't been resolved yet because it is still ongoing it could could be ongoing for it's just, it's just interesting that, that what we're struggling in and we're failing in and we've not got the players for is the players that we've got missing through their own whatever they've done and it just shows how one player can affect the whole team and it just unsettles the entire I'm, team I'm going to have to slightly disagree I mean Yes, we need him at the moment, or a player of his calibre. But we were struggling before that. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm going to have to slightly disagree in that yeah. aspect. I don't well, think he was particularly playing, though, was he? Well, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Point, so we were yeah. struggling before that, and and he hasn't won the pot. So I don't think it, he wasn't. Well, I think what we, don't know, we are missing him because we don't know what what he could have brought into. But we he wasn't available that. before he did what he did, what, or what, yeah. what he allegedly did. What we saw, in, I think it was the Rangers game. It's a sort of. We saw him for forty-five minutes. Mm. I just, well, I just don't think we can pin our bad performances down. I mean, it's annoying because we could do with him right now, but um, I don't think we can put it down on. I don't on just one player. I don't think we can put it on, on Donahue or the ones that are out injured. And you know, it's not their fault. You know, I don't think we can pin it on that. I think there's more that's gone wrong. Because the issue is as well the players that you've got in there at the moment. You would look from you'd look to McDonald to play more central, but he can't because we've got injuries I, I, on the right hand side. But put Sterling James out there. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. So I don't understand. I don't, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. He should, but I don't get why yeah. that's happening either. Exactly. Because the separate issue. By the virtue of the fact he won't, McDonald's playing out there, so you lose McDonald from the centre. Yeah. Then the two players you've got in there. Tomlinson, defensive minded, great. Still needs. I think personally, good player, but still needs that 
five or six game consistency to finally to really find his feet and bed in. Still a young player as well. Yeah. Mellis, attack attack minded player, doesn't really do a lot of the defensive game. Alistair Smith great prospect but again attack minded player can do the defensive game but not got the experience and then there is none because Bishop's out injured Donahue's suspended and then that's it that's all you've got to call upon so for me that next addition which will hopefully make Touchwood before Monday has to be a defensive midfield player yeah <laughs> this, is, this is where we do the most typical thing Mansfield thing ever we sign a player and we don't announce it until T comes out on Saturday it won't be well, the first time that we've done it. It wouldn't. It uh, wouldn't. James Baxton down a few years ago. I won't be complaining as long. Oh no, absolutely. As long as I, I don't care when but they announce as long as we've got him in the team. But again, and as, as harsh as this sounds towards you know towards our, our new arrival, it also has to be a player that's got a little bit more about him because we could go and we could go and pluck two player two defensive-minded midfields midfielders from our own academy set up there's no point bringing in somebody from for argument's sake an Everton or a West Ham that's of the same age we need somebody who's got unless it's like God a bit, yeah. pretty decent he was yeah, he, yeah and he's, he's got a great striking <laughs> as well but again a tap man to play yeah. um, <laughs> we need somebody who's got that experience that football league experience because experience is what we are lacking at the moment and dare I say it and this is not a, a blot on Pierce or Benning the two players that have been captains but we lack in a little bit of leadership from the centre of the park yeah. by virtue of the, the absence of Bishop in, in some respects I, I, I personally feel that I, I don't know what our budget's like I mean I'm just thinking back a couple of seasons ago and I'm, a, couple of seasons, a couple of weeks ago where I remember John Radford saying twice I think that he's going to support our manager uh, to make signings so I, for, for me, would rather see us bring in a... Maybe go and actually sign a player. It means paying a, a bit of a fee. Yeah. Sign a player. Because if you're going to go in the loan market, you're going to be looking at youngsters at this point of the season. It's going to be very unlikely you're going to get... Uh, there's no big hitters player. there's no big hitters unless you've got big hitters who aren't wanted by clubs for reasons which let's be honest and let's be frank at this point we don't need to get involved with because we've already been burned by those Absolutely. those things the only other option for me and it's a name which keeps cropping cropping up uh, you look at the players who sadly are out of work now from from Berry, the likes of Stephen Dawson Neil Dans the, those sort of players who can come in and, and do a job those who have got the experience and need yeah a club to come to we would all be jumping for joy if we if the headline was Stags re-signed Stephen Dawson I mean he's the absolute player we need right now <laughs> we're calling out for him really aren't we some, some, some folk are saying he's passed it well he's uh, done pretty well I've got two words for fair. you Neil Bishop yeah, absolutely so yeah. he's, he's proved uh, the doubt was wrong and uh as this is hope Nicky Maynard's putting in a good word as well because he, he's probably got the, uh, the power to speak to his ex-teammates and try and you know coerce them over to us and uh, that would be uh, that would literally tick the boxes of the type of player we need right now he's the next player at this club who's did he come for our youth set up no he, he, he was there as a young player wasn't he, was, he? he at the start of his career yeah, yeah so during the roughest I can see why he probably want, wouldn't want to come because he was there during the rough times where yeah, again, we're not we're not club anymore, we're not we're completely different but, but as, as somebody that knows the club because he's been here for before for, for quite you know, a decent period of time so that but just the, the position he would play would absolutely tick the box of where we need him absolutely and again it's one of those players, isn't it, where if he came in, it, some would like you say, some would say because of his age wouldn't be a sign of intent. But for me, it would because we we lack the experience, we lack that position, ticks every single box going. Let's 
forget the hashtag Heskey in hashtag let's sign Dawson <laughs> I would agree I, I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be tweeting it well let's, let's get tweeting the power of Twitter is always a, a positive thing sometimes uh, talking about the, uh, the power of positivity let's try and channel some positive thoughts to the pound prediction game which is what are we on now episode 5 of the series yep. already going wrong because Cam what have you forgot again Nathan did it this week. No, no, no. I seem to be scribbling out numbers of what you owe on this piece of paper. What have you forgot again? I'm not being paid yet. Just shock it. Shock it. Cam now owes £3 uh, for the pound prediction game. And Nathan, you owe £1. You come back to mine for date night afterwards. Bit of a bit weird, yeah, uh, it does. It does out of context. It's, it's yeah. McDonald's. That's all it is. Uh, so afterwards, I'll, I, yeah, I can give you the pound back. back yeah, and I, I fully trust Nathan to do that. Yeah. Him, I, 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 do, I, I do genuinely. Sit, if you don't come in the stag shit next week, I'm, I'm not sitting next year. I'm not going to be friends with you again because you will have caught him. Absolutely. Well, you know, we mm-hmm. ban him. <laughs> hashtag come out. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of hashtag come, come out. Come out, Dawson in. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I've no. got money. It's just in my bank. So do you take bank transfers? I'll, I'll take anything. We'll, we will get you to pay. I reckon by the end of this series, you will owe at least thirty quid. Yeah. Uh, so I'm the only one who's got the pound uh, to put into the pound prediction pot uh, this week. So mm. my pound has gone in, uh, and because I'm, a, I'm the only one with a pound, I'm going to go first. My prediction. Tough game, extra weight off the league. Mansfield are going to win 2 1. Of course, we are. Of course, we're going to win 2 1. Because I, I don't back us for a clean sheet because Nicky and Jose will score against us. Um, Nathan, I'm going to come to you next because I know you're good for the money. Yep. So I'm going to come to you next. I'm going to go 3 0. Win or lose? What? You go for a 3 0 loss. I think it's so for that positivity. <laughs> and you've gone for a, you've gone for a three 0 loss. I'm in for the points here. I'm sorry. Oh dear, you're going for the bugger positives. I'm going for realism. Oh, Cam, can, <laughs> can we claw it back from the jaws of negativity? Oh, mm, nervy one 0 win. A nervy one 0 win. Good lad. I think we backed you into a corner sort there, but there you, there you go. At <laughs> uh, the moment, though, uh, there it is uh, one apiece. We're currently sharing the prize pot, Nate, uh, with one prediction right each. Uh, you got the opening day of the season two or draw at Newport correct I got the tuna win away at Carlisle uh, right as well where you also predicted us to lose so I'm hoping yeah. we'll have a repeat <laughs> performance I'll, I'll take that uh, well I'm happy for that you're happy to lose the money as long as I'm we happy, get yeah, the points um, I, I, if, if it works that way I'll say we'll lose every single game of the season now and that is the that's the beauty of this <laughs> game hopefully uh, <laughs> that we can do that um, let's move on a little bit and talk about we obviously do talk about Mansfield a lot by virtue of the fact it is Mansfield matters but this week has been a very dark week for football indeed obviously Barry got to that 5pm deadline on Tuesday a deal was there at the last, at the last minute and then taken away from them um, and obviously they've been expelled from the uh, from the EFL which means as a, as a consequence of that only one team this season will get relegated from League Two, as obviously Phew. Barry will go yeah, down. Yeah, just about save uh, for that. So <laughs> we should be safe. Um, but obviously, we make a bit of a joke out of it. But it, it was a very sad day indeed. And uh, I don't want to go too much in, in, into it in terms of the Barry side of things. But from a football fan's perspective and from a Mansfield Town perspective, it makes 
all of this about talking about injury crisis and wins, losses and draws and bad performances and players not perform, performing, it makes all of that irrelevant because the fact is, on Saturday, we can put these shirts on and we can go and support our team. I would dread to be in a position of a Berry fan right now who have absolutely nothing to do when Saturday comes other than look at a fixture list and say, what if? Absolutely. Especially when it's your your club, you know, when we're talking about a club down at this level, you, you know, their fans are going to be loyal fans that have probably been following them for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. You've got people that are, you know, proper local sports like, like us who... Um, who not going to have two teams? They're not going to be supporting any other team. So when it comes to Saturdays and Tuesday nights, it's, I I I don't want to imagine what that would feel like. Cause it must be awful. And to to think that even for likes of us, we won't be able to come here and sit here on a on a Thursday night and, and talk about football because we wouldn't have a football club. I mean, obviously they they haven't got a they haven't gone into liquidation or anything yet. And let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope they're able to rebuild further down the pyramid. But it's still that sort of. Um, uncertainty of knowing where that club's going to go must be awful for the supporters see the reality of things is football brings us three together it brings you guys at home watching together it brings you guys listening together it's it's an interesting thing for me it's personally football has given me a career and given me love and family and friendship and without a football club I wouldn't have had that and it will be the same for every single football fan all over the country and I was listening to talk sport this week and there was a female fan on from Berry who was basically saying you know this is my life there is no other team for me on a Saturday there was another fan who were, who had a I think it was an autistic son who was so focused on Berry how is she going to tell her son Berry doesn't exist there was other fans on there the older elderly gentleman who has been following Berry up and down the country and basically keeps him going it, it is such a tight thing and I don't want to be critical of anyone, I don't want to get into the politics, but people have got to look into people taking over clubs because when you buy a football club, when you take over and go in new directions, you are not just messing with a club, you are not playing a virtual reality game, you are controlling so many people's lives, hobbies, careers, it is so much pressure, but you've got to look into that and I honestly wish every single Berry fan who is out there now without a fixture this season without anything to look forward to on a Saturday all the best for the future and hope that regardless of what the EFL have said in terms of there'll be no reprieve if a new owner is found which it looks like that it could be I hope that owner takes over and you can rebuild from another level because so many other clubs before have done it but also you know it, it will give them hope and it will continue those pathways those friendships those relationships for years and years to come it's not the end it could just be the beginning and for me as a Mansfield fan I think I want to take this opportunity to think back you know 10-15 years when I think we had on here Paul Connor at the you know in the summer when we had slag stories if you've missed that mtfcmatters.co.uk to go and watch that uh, and listen to that where he was talking about not getting paid and being on the brink of things like that and when we were taken over by the Radfords they could so easily have not risked that money and that life which they which they have and kept that security but they've put that into the club and there are restraints on how much you you put into it because you can only put so much money in before you've got to start looking after number one and it makes me grateful to what they've done you see over the last I think to be honest 
ever since David Flitcroft got sacked there's been a lot of negativity slowly building and bubbling and a lot of it's been aimed towards the Radfords in some respects and you know what all of it's irrelevant because if ever I don't think it will ever happen in fact I'm 99.999999% sure it will never happen but if ever they chose to say do you know what enough is enough and walk away then who knows what situation we could find ourselves in so let's just be grateful that we've got a club to go to and it's, that it's doing the right thing we'll, we'll say we weren't far off the same as what Bory were we were obviously locked out of the ground playing fixtures away players not getting paid and it, it just you just think back and it's like what did as fans what, what did we do to deserve this and I think it, it partially falls upon the owners themselves are like right what are we actually going to run the club as but it also falls upon the EFL the FA to make sure that clubs aren't running to the ground like Bury like Bolton like us like Hereford and Darlington Chester Maidstone all them years ago uh, Scarborough all, all killed or nearly killed because of, of dodgy owners and fair enough in the past there wasn't these wasn't that rig- rigorous um, testing for the owners it's practically non-existent now because Steve Dale got that bought Bury for a pound and openly admitted on national radio he didn't know where Bury was or Bury had even had a football He'd team never been either according to it, what it's, it's incredible well. that someone could be allowed even that close to a football, owning a football club and you think Fair enough, the EFL can't take full blame for this. But if they had stepped in and put these means testings in place and actually followed them, we wouldn't have got to this situation. Unfortunately, Bolton have managed to get themselves practically out of this. But it it, it still could go awfully wrong for them because they've still got millions of pounds worth of debt, as have Bury. Mm. And the next few weeks aren't going to be great for either club, but let's hope that something can be sorted for Bory and let's hope that Bolton can get themselves fixed yeah. one thing for me it sort of makes you reflect a little bit in a different way when it comes to uh, when you look at the, 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 the club and more, more more so the league table you know every supporter wants their team to do well because obviously that's the point of following a football club you want your club to be better than your rivals that's a you show idea. me a football fan who says I want to get relegated this season I'll show you a liar exactly exactly. it's, it's, it's that competitiveness it's a sport you compete against other other clubs but at the same time you sort of think about it to, for, for me I, even if we were in the Conference North I'd still be following Mansfield yeah. Town so undoubtedly for, as in, so for, for Bury although they've been you know expelled from the, from the league I just like like you said earlier. I echo what you said. I hope they can, they do get taken over, so they can still have a football club and they can rebuild down there as, as you know, like to stop. But they're all down there at the moment. And but I know if that happened to us, obviously it'd be gutting the way the situation is. But if they can still have a team to follow on a Saturday, that is the most important thing. Because as you said there, it's not necessarily about what happens on the pitch every time. It's about get, going out there with your mates. You talk about the good times and the bad times. So. Uh, Every club has the good times, ups and downs, but as long as you've got a club, at least you can still come together and talk about it. So, 
that's how they can 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 rebuild. Certainly so, and and that's you know another example of clubs like Exeter who make it a great experience and a great memory for all visitors and things like that. And us as well in terms of you know we're doing that now with a new fan zone. It looked quite impressive. Obviously, it will develop over time and and will become even better and, and bigger. But those little things, those little steps, which you might not think are relevant to on the pitch, actually do lead to things being positive on the pitch. So. Again, from all of us at Mansfield Matters, from every single Mansfield Town fan, thank you very much to the to the Radfords and the directors who strive to keep this club going because, you know, all those years ago when it came so close, it could have been a Berry. And I don't wish what Berry fans are going through at the moment on, on absolutely anyone and wish them all the best. Let's uh, bring tonight to a close, obviously, a uh, new signing added to the ranks, Nath. What were you singing before the game? You I are the chant. You are the chant master. Uh, I knew you'd put, I knew you'd put this on me. Yeah, I'm sure it was all in, wasn't it? Digging it up. Yeah, great start to this. You did definitely. Uh, I forgot I fly- his name, so I can't say it. I'm flying. I'm flying without wings. I'm flying without wings. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you to be honest. It's one of those things, isn't it? But everybody's looking for that something. One thing that makes it all complete. You find it in the strangest places places you never knew it could be some find it in shearing every morning some find it shearing every journey that they go go on as football supporters some find it on the pitch some find it off the pitch but I know if he scores a goal a flying will be a flying without wings (laughs) I know dreadful it needs work we'll work on it before it needs a lot of work we'll work on it before this time next week we'll be back to review the opening month of the season and to look back on Saturday's journey uh, to Exeter and we'll look ahead to a busy September home games against Scunthorpe Cambridge and Plymouth coming up plus trips to Crawley and Port Vale the season is in full swing it's been a dark week for football so let's forget all about the wins the losses the injuries And just be grateful that football is here for us all. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. If you want to catch up on anything you've missed, visit www.mtfcmatters.co.uk and be sure to join us next Thursday at 6.30 as we continue to follow the journey. I've been Craig Priest alongside me, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again at the same time next week. I expect to see goals come from the likes of the, the centre-backs who um, could be a real dangerous force from set plays and also when you look back on history it's important that you've got midfielders that are chipping in with goals as well. Every football club in League 2 are competitive and they'll challenge you. Exeter are a football club I've got a lot of respect for. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans